Welcome to Living the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier, and I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad to be spending this time with you. And of course, John is with us today again, and he's going to be here. Um, so I guess eventually I'll stop introducing you, but <laughs> I still want to be rude. Um, oh, it's if- all right. Thank you. If this is your first time joining us, we want to tell you welcome. And uh, we're in progress with our basic training um, segment of God's Warriors um, Elite Force Training Program. And I want to encourage you, if this is your first time, don't start here. Go back um, and and listen to the beginning episodes of the Warriors Training. Honey, you set up a new change to our website, right? I did, yes. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So now on the website, there is a portion in the the header, if you will, that says God's Warriors. And you can find all of the training for the basic training boot camp or green team prep portion that we're going through right now on the website. So each one of the numbers and the lessons, lesson names, you Mm -hmm. can click on those and it will direct you right to the audio so you can listen along. There's some instructions for some of the lessons and then there's also some of the the map and the labs that we we go through. You'll be able to access those, uh, right? You know, of course in there, there's a, you have to click on a, a link which asks for your your first name only and email address mm-hmm. and then you will be able to access uh, the, the buttons to requests if you will for those training materials will be replaced by uh, items depicting the labs and the map that you'll be able to click on and you can download and print out and and all those things at that time so just to make things easier and more accessible mm-hmm. so uh, because the whole point and purpose of this is our spiritual as well as natural growth and development, being conformed to the image of Christ and being raised up to be His God's warriors, that end-time elite force and His end-time army. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much for doing that, honey. I appreciate um, you getting that taken care of for us. So if this is your first time, go back to the episode um, that starts with the Lord's season. And that's the very beginning of uh, where we started talking about God's warriors and what God is doing in this season. Um, If you go to the website, you can find it at www.adayofprayer.org forward slash God's warriors. Um, Or if you go to the homepage, you'll just see a big banner at the top. You can click on that and it'll take you right right to the page and you can access the audio from there. But if you're looking at it in a different um, podcast app, it's, the episode is called The Lord's Season. That's where we start. So going back to the beginning is important to make sure you get everything that you need so that you're able to grow. Um, also, I wanted to say if at this point you are feeling like um, you didn't grasp everything that was presented in the prior episodes, don't be afraid to go back and get the information. Go back, take more notes, listen to these more than once. You know, this is information that the Lord has spoken to us about over years. Mm-hmm. And we have covered the, I'll say the the smallest element and gone deeper. We've gone surface 
to great depths in a lot of the things that we've talked about so far. So if you didn't catch it the first time, if you don't feel settled or um, like you've gotten all the information that was available or Holy Spirit's prompting you, go back, you need to eat some more, you need to get some more of this Mm -hmm. word and this lesson, then go back and do it. One of the beautiful things about the way that this is presented, all of this is free. It's free and it's because God is good and he loves you. And we want God's best in your life. He wants it, of course. That's where we got the idea from. But (laughs) we're cooperating with that so that you can have what you need so you can arrive at the location and the destination that God has for you. Um, So don't be afraid that it didn't all sink in the very first time that you you listened to it or you just heard it one time and the Lord's going, no, you need to listen to this again and you need to get more out of this because this is, again, this is very deep and it's different than what you mm-hmm. may have been brought up hearing and learning about the word or you may have no experience in the word of God and this is all brand new for you. So take your time, listen as much as you need to and then move forward as you're ready. And um, like you said, my love, be sure everyone to complete the labs. Now it's accessible. You don't have to send us an email. Um, You can just go straight to the website. They'll be posted as they become available and you can download it and work at your own pace. And and on that that thought about um, getting everything you need, right? Even in boot camp or in the military and training environments, they have what they call remedial training. Mm-hmm. You're you're re-getting training because an individual is not operating at the the expected level or proficiency or level of proficiency, I should say, that is required. And for many, they have a kind of a negative view of that. But that's not what this is about. Mm-mm. Right? This is about you getting what you need to be that warrior for the Lord. Amen. I mean. Why would you shortchange yourself? But then also in the military, there's there's a saying, it's not about you. It's about the person on either side of you, your left and your right. So why would you, you know, essentially become a liability to those around you? Mm -hmm. All right. May it never be. So let's ensure that we get everything we need from the Lord to go out and do everything, fulfill everything he is as I'll say purposed, predestined for us to accomplish the great exploits on the destiny track he has for you. Amen. 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 So today's episode is titled Time Reset. And in the Time Reset, it's vital that we understand a couple things. But before we get into just like the opening part of this episode, I do apologize. You guys are like, please hurry up, get started. It's okay. Um, I want to go back and read the word of the Lord for 2023, the part of it that we shared. And it's going to be real quick. The Lord said he's looking for a people who will serve him in a way that they put his will and his perspective above their own, that they are willing to forsake all capital A-L-L, and follow him. The Lord equates these people as David's mighty men of valor, an elite group. And while many people will enter the kingdom, some by the proverbial skin of their teeth, there is an elite group of people in the earth who will worship God in a way that they are willing to and do perform everything that he has asked of them, everything that he asked them to do. 
Their business on the earth is to seek his will above their own to the exclusivity of seeking his will and not their own or anyone else's. So we're, it's important that we keep that before our eyes and that our focus so that when we are working and walking with the Lord, we are targeted. Oh, and honey, I forgot to ask you to pray for us. So go ahead and do that real quick. Lord, we thank you Mm -hmm. that you're our God and that you have bestowed on us your grace, your mercy, and the ability to be that you have considered us and do consider us your sons and daughters. We're your people, Lord. We thank you. It's an honor that we can never earn and do not deserve. Mm -hmm. But you and your grace, your mercy, and because of your love, gave that to us. And we thank you, Lord. And we thank you for your word and the living word, which is also Christ and your Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And we welcome you. Mm -hmm. We know you're always with us, so you never leave us or forsake us. But we welcome you into this lesson and this environment today. Amen. Not just us in this room, but to the listeners, wherever they are at listening and receiving this message to grow and develop in you. We bind the hand of the enemy mm-hmm. and any type of distraction or mm-hmm. anything that would mm-hmm. attempt to steal the seed or prevent it from reaching its fullness and maturity that you have ordained for it to be, Lord. Yes, Lord. And we thank you for thank all you these Jesus. things thank and you, for Lord. the listeners. Yes, Lord. And for the army that you are raising up. Lord. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' Amen. mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, honey. Thank you for reminding me about that. Um, so, okay. Uh, the episode title is Time Reset. So as we're thinking about this and we're still looking at our map and we're on the segment um, that says Time Reset, God is not surprised or caught off guard by anything ever. He's not a human. <laughs> he is all knowing. Mm-hmm. He's all present. And he knows the end from the beginning. Before a word is formed on our lips, he knows it. Before a thought pops into our mind, he's already heard it. So there's nothing that surprises him. And when we review the scriptures and these ancient and historical recounts, let's remember that God was not reacting to sin. He was enacting his divine plan of heaven's purification and restoration once certain metrics were met or occurrences happened because he knew it was already going to happen. And he said, okay, once this happens, then this is the next step. This is time for me to do this, or I'm going to open this door. I'm going to release this word, whatever it is. It's all part of his plan. It's all a part of his plan. His perfect will contains his perfect timing. Amen. And when we say that, I don't mean that God planned for us to commit sin. What I do mean is that God knew that we would commit sin, sin, and he's already prepared the answer mm-hmm. before the sin occurred. So God doesn't, you know, when Adam and woman fell in the garden, he didn't, you know, clutch his shirt and fall on the ground. He didn't, you know, elbow Jesus and go, oh, did you see that? No. <laughs> Revelation, I believe 13, tells us that 
Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He could not have been the lamb slain before the world was ever even founded if God didn't already know what was going to happen. So God wasn't even surprised by Lucifer's fall. He can't be all knowing God and be caught off guard. Those just, they don't agree with each other. So he knows everything. So that means um, he's already taken into account what things were going to happen. And he's formulated his plan based on his end result that he desires. So it's kind of similar to when you're making a recipe for an example. And it says, when the water boils, when the water begins to boil, add pasta or add salt or whatever it is that you know it needs to be cooked or what's the next step but that's how god is moving through his timeline amen amen so our foundation or our springboard scriptures today are going to be genesis 6 1 through 7 and then we'll look at genesis 8 um 22 all right genesis 6 1 through 7 says now it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart, the Lord said, I will blot out man from whom I have created from the face of the land, from man to animals, to creeping things and to birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. Amen. Thank you, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. It's okay. God never wants to see sin take place. Just because he knows it's going to happen doesn't mean that he's nonchalant about it. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt his heart to see that for his creation to reject him and to dishonor him. He, he's never okay with that. Um, and since that's the case, it does not throw off balance the fact that God knew it was going to happen. Okay. So when he was looking at this, he wasn't saying, how could this have happened? I never thought this was going to be possible, which is often the perspective that we can have as humans, you know, when we read these scriptures and also when we've heard them through tradi tradition, it was saying that God, reading that God was sorry that he made man, um, makes us take the perspective that God was now going to react to their sin because sin is so terrible. Yes, sin is terrible, but he wasn't reacting to it because... Um, God is working a plan to purify the heavenly community. So um, this is also an opportunity that we see something happening here that is different or a transition. It's a change of pace and speed that God is going to take this opportunity to reset time. Mm -hmm. um, with that, if we look back at the beginning of um, Genesis, where man and woman fell, God knew they were going to sin, right? He knew that he knew the adversary was in the garden, but he did not keep the opportunity 
for them to make their choice from them. But when we look at the lifespan, um, if you read between Genesis um, 4 and where we are in Genesis um, 6, you'll see that the lifespan of humans was very long. Incredible. Incredibly long. Um, Methuselah lived almost a thousand years. Um, 969 years and Adam was 930 years, if I recall correctly. Amen. Amen. So when he reset time, he also accelerated it. Because mm-hmm. remember, we're talking about he has a, a fixed appointed um, time that he wants his heavenly community purified and to be rejoined together. He's not going to bear with us in the state forever. And it's just on and on and on and never concluding dealing with sin. But he's also not premature in that judgment as well. So um, as we're talking about this, keep in mind that God is on a steady track, moving down the timeline of his divine plan. And he knows everything that has ever happened or will ever happen. Honey, do you have something you wanted to say? Well, so there is, yes, there is a lot in, even in what we read, right? And I'll say this, it brings up about the, says the sons of God. So I was talking about angels that, that fell, right? And we've mm-hmm. covered that in this series previously. So I'm not going to re, rehash that. Mm-hmm. But it, we're talking about and what the Lord's thing is here is the choosing ground. This is what earth is for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it talks about how the sons of God had relations with the daughters of men. Mm-hmm. And then and then we have the, the Nephilim, or what's typically referred to as the giants, mm-hmm. is typically what most people know them as, right? The men mm-hmm. of renown. Mm-hmm. But it says something very key in there. And in that, that verse, it says, they were on the earth in those days and also afterward, which denotes something of the utmost importance. Again, this refers to choice because what is the enemy looking for? Willing participants, people Mm -hmm. that will engage in the same attitudes, actions, and behaviors that that Satan, the adversary, the enemy, the devil, Mm -hmm. wants to engage in in order to create separation from the Lord. Amen. So even after the flood, right? Does there, I mean, the flood wiped everything out. This is the, the great reset, the time reset, if you will, mm-hmm. that, the, that the Lord already knew and had already planned for. Mm-hmm. But you see that people still had and have, even today, the same choice to make. Who mm-hmm. will you worship? Who will you cooperate and participate with? Mm-hmm. The Lord God Almighty Amen. or Satan and the adversary? Amen. Amen, amen. So... God is not removing that opportunity to choose. And again, he's faithful to his word, (laughs) not ours. He's faithful to his plan, not ours. He's faithful to what he has already um, planned and ordained to have done. So we were talking about the Lord accelerating um, and the pace of things happening because every person that is a human or a heavenly being like what we are what and, and paul says what we will be it's still a mystery i believe as paul said that maybe maybe you're john um but we'll we'll know when we have that opportunity Amen. but we'll be like him whatever we're going to be we'll be like him I'm talking about our, our glorified state amen so when you look at genesis chapter three um 
Let's see, verse 22. It says, Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil, and now, lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever, therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he, which he was taken. Mm-hmm. So that was what happened to um, Adam and woman after they fell into sin. And God was not he was not saying that they shouldn't know things because we, we've already discovered in the word of God that he wants us to know him. He is willing to share his knowledge and understanding, but he doesn't want us to have intimate knowledge of sin. That's what he's talking about. And he did not, it wasn't that he didn't want them to live forever because he had already made them eternal beings. They were going to live forever until they fell into sin. Death did not happen until they partook of that fruit and which ultimately was disobeying God and it produced two kinds of death in them. It severed their relationship with the father, which is spiritual death, and it caused natural death to be able to take root in their being. But even still after this, for several generations, they were living for hundreds and hundreds of years Mm -hmm. in a sinful fallen state. Now, um, Romans tells us, Romans chapter five says, for when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. There was already an appointed time, a fixed time on God's calendar when Jesus, the son of God would come into the earth, put on flesh and shed his blood to be applied to the heavenlies and put on the, um, to purify the heavenlies and put on the mercy seat and offer that fullness of the reconciliation to us through his blood. And that time was already fixed by God. So now imagine if every human that had to come through the natural birthing system, come into the earth, make their choice, we're all living for five to 900 years, that's going to prolong this this process. And God, again, he's got a time clock that he has set and that he is holding himself to and abiding by. So as the sin increased on the earth, which is natural because now, or a normal expectation, because now they have an intimate knowledge of sin. God wanted them to understand right from wrong, but not because they were indulging in sin. Well, well can we also say this? This is important because we're talking about Noah and the ark. Now, the ark, the Lord gave 100 years. And in that 100-year time frame that Noah built the ark, mm-hmm. he also fathered three children, and they grew up, and he raised them, and, right? And, and they got married and, right, and had families and all, all of that stuff. Well, families, I mean, that's, that happened after the flood, right? right. But they, had a, they were at least married, which yes. was, is the start of a family. Amen. So, <clears throat> yes, them and their wives, and then Noah and his wife. And that was the, the eight people. That the that the Lord saved, mm-hmm. right? And I say that, but let's also recognize there were a hundred years that passed from the time the Lord spoke to Noah, saying, "This is what you're going to do, and this is what I'm going to do." Or let me let me put that in the correct order. The Lord said, "This is what I'm going to do," mm-hmm. and as a result, this is your role and what I'm requiring you of go. you. Amen. And then there was time, grace. Mm-hmm. And all those things were, were provided to give those that were acting wickedly time to repent and to get things right with the Lord, to make that choice to enter in to amen. Him. Amen. 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 Glory to God. So um, back to verse 3 of Genesis 6, the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. 
in this fallen state. You could mm-hmm. put that right there. Um, for he is indeed flesh, and because God did not intend for us to be permanently separated from him, he knew that sin would occur, right? It had already occurred mm-hmm. before humans even came on the scene with this um, dirt body that we have now. It had already occurred in Lucifer. We've already talked about that. But he did not intend for this to just be dragged out forever. Exactly. He set a confined um, parameter, which is time, mm-hmm. for this to be carried out. And you can see that if you're looking at the map, it's represented by this red timeline that's right in the middle. It's got a starting point. It's got an ending point, And there's a dotted line that goes right down the middle. So that represents the segment that the Lord set aside to deal with sin fully. In all of its capacity, scrape it out from every corner, purify the heavenlies, and let us make our choices. Are we going to be for him or not? And then in that time, simultaneously, the purification is happening. He does fully plan and intend to reunite his community and to permanently separate the the kingdom of darkness and the community of Satan that will be thrown into the lake of fire. So as he's working according to his plan, um, his plan, he's saying, okay, now I'm going to shorten the lifespan so that it's not a delayed time, time frame for everyone to come into the earth and be birthed into the earth and make their choice. I'm mm-hmm. going to step on the gas just a little bit. God was just to them, gave them a whole hundred years while Noel was building that ark to go, hey, man, what you doing? Right. And think about this. This is how God works. He does not deliberate. He does not think like we do mm-hmm. when moses was in the wilderness feeding his father-in-law's sheep how did he call out to him he showed him a sign of a burning bush Amen. and then moses had to set aside to go and see and examine it he exactly. chose to go look at it can you look that up for me really quickly honey yes um it's in uh, exodus 3 if i recall correctly but i'll get right there Okay, thank you. He chose to go and look at it, which gave God the opportunity to speak to his heart and let him know what was coming, right? What was the future? He let him know what his role in that future was, and he gave him instructions and commandments and preparation to move forward. So while Noah is building this boat, Noah heard from God, but also to everyone else who was around, that was their opportunity to go, hey man, what you working on? You know, maybe the first time he cut down the tree and formed it into to planks or whatever that the Lord was putting in his, his heart and his mind to do, they didn't notice. But once this ark started taking shape and long before the door hinge was put into place and all the animals marched in a, a nice little organized row in line, they had an opportunity to go, hey, God, wait, hey, man, what's going on? Or just to turn their eyes and look. And so realize that when God gives an opportunity, it doesn't look like what a human expects it should look like. Or a human tries to define and confine that it will be. It's whatever God sets aside that you should be drawn to, that you should take notice of, that you should be hearing the spirit of the Lord on. And that's your chance and your opportunity. So don't take any of those things lightly. Mm -hmm. So Exodus 3 begins in verse 2. It says, The angel of the Lord appeared to him, that's Moses, in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he, the Lord said, do not come near me. 
Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their sufferings. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So the Lord ministered to him in a very unique way, but it was to Moses' heart to be attuned and attentive to the movement Mm -hmm. of God. That was his chance. Um, And the scripture I was talking about earlier was um, 1 John 3, 2, Beloved, now we are children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So that's talking about our our heavenly state. Yes, darling. Also, just to bring up another point, right? We talked about the will of the Lord. Mm -hmm. They shall, or I shall be their God and they shall be my people. You saw it stated again right there. Amen. Right? So now this is something we talked about at the beginning of this series. Mm Mm-hmm. But recognize all the places that it is. Amen. Right? So, because that's that's one of the Lord's messages throughout the entirety of the word, that is his will, his plan, his purpose, his covenant. Mm -hmm. It is the plumb line that stretches throughout the entirety of scripture. Amen. Amen, amen. Now, we were talking about um, the, what the Lord was doing by allowing this time for people to come to repentance because... Um, and what Noah was doing and that it was a unique opportunity. Um, second Peter two, um, five, which we, um, you have four and five. Uh, yeah, I'll, okay. I got it, honey. I'll read it. Okay. Thank you. It says for if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to the pits of darkness reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness uh, hold on, I lost a place. A preacher of righteousness with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. Amen. Amen. That's Second uh, Peter 2, 4, and 5. Glory to God. So we see the same thing happening um, in a smaller set that's happening in the larger mm-hmm. set. The angels didn't keep their abode. We've already talked about that. And the Lord is saying, hey, I'm not... But nor did the people, right? It talks about exactly. the ancient world. That's... Everybody on the earth, with the exception, as we said, of the eight people, Noah and seven others, as listed there. Amen. Amen. And likewise for us, it's our chance to choose. Amen. So Noah, in um, verse 5 of Second Peter chapter 2, it calls him, the scripture calls him a preacher of righteousness. Mm-hmm. But when we look back at Genesis chapter 6, where it's referencing him, it doesn't say that he delivered a message. We see, um, you know, Peter, when he gave his first message, we see John when they, when he spoke and the messages that he provided or the letters that he wrote, we see Paul and the letters that he wrote and the accounts of where he preached the message, but we don't see an articulation of what Noah said, but the Lord, the way he sees things is him building that boat was preaching a message. 
that he was living out the message. But it's also well, what was said about Abraham. Because with Abraham, the Lord said very plainly, he will teach his children about me. And you see that same thing there, which is why Noah's children also made the choice and were allowed to enter the ark, them and their families. Amen. So, so, so it's not just about what we're saying. It is about living out the message, living out the gospel. Our Jesus taught the kingdom. He preached the kingdom. It is living that out, doing the Lord's will above our own. And you saw that there, or we see it, we read about it with Noah, as we did with Abraham, as we did with many others, or do with many others, first and foremost, Jesus mm-hmm. in Scripture. Amen. And Hebrews eleven seven says this, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, and that just means urgency, diligence, mm-hmm. um, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. So his building, his faithfulness was preaching a message, just like that burning bush, and there were mm-hmm. no words spoken until Moses came to look at it, was preaching a message. It was standing there giving information, and it was being sent by God. And the Lord keeps saying to us through the word of God, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. It also demonstrates his willingness and obedience to the Lord. Amen. And that he is not going to do things the way you want him to do. Mm-hmm. It's your job. You need to come up and meet him. Amen. Not wait for him to come down to you because he's coming. The fact that he's giving an opportunity shows his willingness, but he's going to make it look like what he set up and what his expectation is for you and me or the world around us. He's going to do what he wants to do. Um, so, um, again, well, we could also let's look at let's look at Jude for a moment, right? Because okay. because in Jude, right, there's a reminder. It begins in verse five. Right, mm-hmm. he says. Uh, I'll read it, verse five and six. It says, "Now I desire to remind you, though, you know all things once for all, that the Lord, after saving a people out of the land of Egypt, subsequently destroyed those who did not believe. They had made their choice to be in opposition to the Lord." Mm-hmm. He says very plainly, "These these people's lips—they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me." Mm-hmm. Where then? Now let's get into verse six of Jude. He says, "And angels who did not keep their domain." But abandon their proper abode, he has kept in eternal bonds under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Mm-hmm. And he continues to list more things, but I just felt that was important because you see the consistency of the Lord. Amen. Whether it's angels that chose to be in opposition or it's people, us, that are here on the earth to make a choice either for or against the Lord. Although I strongly encourage you to choose life, to choose the Lord. Amen. Because he's your life and your length of days. All right. To choose him, that things may be well with you and your children, your children's children, right? Throughout the generations. But that's what we're called to do. But you see the consistency in the Lord. There's no, he's no respecter of persons for any of his creation. Either you are for him or you are in opposition or against him. Amen. Amen. Um, Now let's turn over to... um, Genesis 8, verse 22. And again, the reminder is God um, 
time, I'm sorry, was reset as a part of God's divine plan mm-hmm. that he himself created. God created the plan and God is following through with the plan. So this time reset was a part of that. Um, go ahead. Henry. So Genesis 8:22 says, and this is after the flood, of course. He says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Amen. So we see there as a time reset mm-hmm. and he's also putting a time limit on it. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. he says, while the earth remains. So mm-hmm. right there gives the, there is an appointed time mm-hmm. that time will then cease to be. But while this, while earth is here, mm-hmm. these things, time, will continue. That's right. So let's understand that in full. Glory to God. Right? And there was a reset because the world, as, as we read in, in Second Peter, mm-hmm. uh, yes, Second Peter, yes, read in Second Peter about their, even in the, the ancient world, mm-hmm. it was all done away with. There was eight people left mm-hmm. on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Very much, or very similar, if you will, to Adam and woman and Eve under the curse, mm-hmm. right? How it started out there. So there is a great reset that happened, both in people, but also in time, as the Lord views it. Amen. And that's nothing to do with the reset of wicked and evil, carnal-minded people. Correct. trying. To, we're not talking about that. We're talking about God's plan and him going, okay, here's here's phase two or, you know, next phase of the plan. Shorten the lifespans, reset time, and keep going because we're going to get all these people with an opportunity to come into the mm-hmm. earth. And um, just a side note that's interesting. Even if you look at the birthing rate, of <laughs> it is much more accelerated now. Absolutely. Now, and also keep this in mind, God promised 120 years. So if you're believing that he said 80, maybe 80, you're wrong. He said 120. Um, So the interpretation of those scriptures has been misapplied. And that was a specific group that he was talking to whose lives were shortened. And those were only the children of um, Israel that came out of the will uh, came out of Egypt and died in the wilderness because they would not believe God to move forward in the promised land. And they kept saying they were going to die early. And even then. Right, the Lord can do what He wants, and He gives grace and and even adds years. Right, uh, Abraham mm-hmm. was 170, 175 years. Mm-hmm. Um, if I recall, uh, Joshua lived to be one hundred thirty-five. Joseph was around one hundred thirty. Right, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yes, the Lord promised one hundred twenty years. Right, the seventy and eighty with strength is for people living in opposition to the Lord. Amen. But even them. They can get 120. They, they have that available to them. And we and, can go beyond that. And even, but <laughs> then faith. there's also what it looks like. Because when we, when we read, or right, like Moses being an example, he, he met the 120, right? Mm-hmm. He, he received that in full. And it says very plainly, his strength didn't fail him, right. nor did his eyesight. So mm-hmm. that's what it looks like when we are operating in the Lord. Amen. And Moses is a great example of what we're talking about. Um, Moses, the Lord actually said, come up here and die. Get up on top of this mountain and come home. 
with me because you're not going in. It's time for them to go into the promised land. The appointed time has come. They're going into the land, but you're not going to delay it by lingering here on the Mm -hmm. earth. Come on home with me. And so he just literally went up there and laid down and went to sleep (laughs) and went home to be with the Lord. No calamity, no trouble. And the other people that the Lord took, they just disappeared. They were translated. Mm-hmm. Enoch and Elijah. So don't even believe that lie from the adversary. Oh, God took them through a car accident. No, I rebuke that. And I bind that nonsense in the almighty name of Jesus. That's a lie from the pit of hell. He doesn't need calamity. He can just say, come on home. And we have that right to choose that as believers to come on home when we want to. That's an so, extension of faith. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, um, did we have anything else that you wanted to cover on this, darling? Um, well, no, I'll just say again, so time has been reset. There's just one thing I want to recap quickly, right? And it goes back to what we read in Genesis six with Noah. We're still here to make our choice. Amen. All right. We saw even then, I want to reiterate this, Mm -hmm. that the daughters of men still had relationships with the sons of God, right? And talking about the fallen angels. Mm Mm-hmm. Even after the flood, Mm. right? And I mean, the Lord even acknowledged that in Genesis, well, not that part specifically, but in Genesis 8, 21, he talks about how he'll never curse the ground on account of man. And he says this again, for the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth. And I will never again destroy every living thing as I have done. Mm -hmm. Right? So again, that comes down to choice. Mm-hmm. Is your heart for and towards the Lord? Mm-hmm. Is he your God and are you his child, his people? Mm-hmm. Is he your heavenly father? And if so, then, well, we have to do what he commands. We have to be obedient, uh, reciprocating our love that he already gave us, right? Putting our, our faith and our hope in him. That, again, demonstrated by our obedience. Or will we engage with the adversary and do his will. Mm-hmm. Amen. So again, back to the choosing ground. And mm-hmm. that is why there is time Amen. for us to make a choice. Amen. And then also keep in mind, we, once the written scriptures were given, right, we have a, a more um, instruction, more understanding mm-hmm. that's available than the ancient world had per se. Um, and the greater Messiah, revelation of who Jesus that's is right. and his mission, which we've just recently gone over here. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So God is the righteous judge. We are his willing and obedient servants who love him. Take some time to read through um, Genesis 6 through 8 and read it with the understanding that we've just gone over and with that revelation in mind and your heart set that God is working his plan and he's not reacting. He is enacting the next steps of his divine plan of purification and restoration, um, just so that you have greater understanding and um, take notes, write down, you know, as the Lord ministers to you, whatever he's saying. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us today. We will be looking forward to meeting you right back here next time. We love you. God bless you. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website 
adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.